Good morning and welcome to Saturday Morning Dads. My name is Sean. My name is Curtis. And today we're talking about the obscure 1985 movie you have never heard of. Mr. Boogity. Mr. Boogity. Holiday classic, Sean. It had nothing to do with holidays. It's a Halloween classic that everyone's heard of. Most people watch it every single year. Most people also love to watch the sequel. We won't spoil the sequel for you today, Bride of Boogity. I've never seen Bride of Boogity. Oh, okay. Which is um, which is crazy because I watched Mr. Boogity a lot. When was the last time you watched Mr. Boogity? Let's see. It came out in 1986. I probably watched it for a good, like, four or five years after we recorded it off of uh, Disney's Sunday Night Movie uh, onto VHS. Um, me and my brother wore that tape out. I think literally we wore it out. We watched it until it didn't work. This, this movie has everything. Zero value in any way. You are <laughs> wrong, sir. It's obviously great children's entertainment because I was very entertained as a child. Yeah. And I thought it was still great. When I watched it, um, just kidding. I couldn't wait to get through it. Oh, when was the last time you watched it? Uh, last week. Well, okay, so you had you did watch. You're not relying on your childhood. No, memories. no, no. Although I did remember every single thing in the movie, I, except the fact that it was 45 minutes long. <laughs> it was that was a pit. I, I, that was I my favorite it, thing. I thought it was a full movie. But it was it's a, a short. Uh, yeah, they should. I mean, that's how long kids' movies should be: 45 minutes. Pithy 45 minutes. It couldn't have been any longer. I would be more willing to go to the theater and pay money. You got to admit, though, it moved. Like the plot moved along. There wasn't much plot, but it moved along. You know, there was they they packed a lot of plot in the, those forty five minutes. They did. Every scene was just every scene had a purpose, a drive. What do the character want? How are they going to get it? What happens if they don't get it? Yeah, there was no, every scene was that. no empty scenes. Um, the exposition was just perfect. The the scene the the big exposition dump. Okay, it was we're, great, we're getting right? out of it. I mean, that, that was for back for 1986. That was pretty good. The storybook scene, yeah. The now, story. Now everybody does something like that, where the story, mm-hmm. where like they're telling the story from a long time ago, and it's like an animation, like Harry Potter is like shows animation, some kind of animation when they're telling the story. Uh, I feel like this was like uh, kind of innovative for 1986. I, oh, it was top notch, top notch movie for sure. There were some notable actors in this movie, though. Who were they? Hit us with the hit us with the actors. So, um, John Aston played the realtor slash um, guy who tells the story in the uh, historical society, and John Aston is the father of Sean Aston, who is a famous actor. Yeah, I believe most notably he played um, Sam. Samwise Gamgee. Yes. Um, also, Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson, yes. The original Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, she was great. I thought she was actually really good in this movie. Yes, I was really looking for her to be like the lead of the movie. And she was like the lead of the f- first two thirds of the movie. But it was really a family ensemble. It was. Parts of it were... Parts of the 45-minute runtime were led by her. Parts were led by the other two kids. So there's two boys 
And then Christy Swanson plays the girl the, who's the oldest. She's like, what, 15 maybe? This movie kind of tricked me pretty early on where there's a scene where it's just the kids walking through a New England town by themselves. I'm like, okay, this is giving like kids on bike vibe from, you know, Goonies, E.T. style. But no, just that one scene. Yeah, they walked to one place. <laughs> yeah. Just they didn't even place. walk out of it. They, they just went back to the house. Yes. Um, the house was pretty creepy. house is very creepy. Um, so, um, what? I guess you, you mentioned that you, um, I guess you didn't like the film? Well, do you want to get into the breakdown? Yeah. I mean, do you want to, do you want to have any niceties today or no? When you, oh, I've got nice things to say about the movie. Uh, well, I think the dad did a very good job of acting so, unlikable. The dad is, <laughs> the dad's also, a, I mean, he's a pretty well-known actor too. He was in John Carpenter's The Thing and he's been in a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, his name is like. Uh, so well-known. Something. Something. Yeah. He's he's a that guy actor though. Yeah. He was a real, okay, I hate to admit this. He was real, I hated him. Mm-hmm. But he was relatable. He was a he was a dorky dad. He's what a you would think of a. He acted exactly like a dad who owned a gag and joke shop. He was insufferable, but like he he just had this attitude of like, this is my family. This is what we're doing. My family must do the thing I'm saying we're doing. I have decided this house is where yes. we're going to live. I have bought this house without seeing it and without telling my wife and without showing my wife or kids or um, even coming to this town before. It's like, I'm responsible for everybody's well-being and happiness. Now, be happy and well, damn it. Like, we got to make this joke shop work. And also, he had rubber eggs. And also, the rubber eggs squirting water through the plate, I don't know how that gag worked. That's a very elaborate gag. Plus, why would an egg squirt water? I don't know. Runny yolk, maybe? Yeah. Um, all right, so do you want to just get into the plot of the story? Yeah, we got to do a short one today, right? We got to do a little short one, which is fitting for such a short movie. Yeah. Um, so you tell the plot, and I will just yell dumb at every scene. Not dumb. This is, <laughs> this is essential to my childhood. Okay. I wouldn't be the man I am today without Mr. Boogity. <laughs> <laughs> All Mr. Right. Boogity had some good things. I'm just razzing you. All right. So, uh, family of five. There's a mom and a dad, the older sister, and then two younger brother siblings. Um, I guess it just opens up with them pulling up to this house, right? Well, it opens up with them eating at a rest stop, a, a picnic. Okay. Yeah. It's like a driving montage at the beginning. Yeah. They're eat- they they stop at a rest stop. Uh, classic little bit of Americana there. I believe there are maybe like three locations in this movie, yes. including the rest stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're driving this um, kind of a utility van that has the name of the joke and gag shop on the on the side of it. So you know that they are like the dad is so into this joke and gag shop thing that he's trying to make it work and he's trying to franchise it. It's a, he says it will be the only franchise within a hundred. So miles. I guess he bought a franchise of this national or regional joke shop, um, which just tells you that this guy has no sense, no business sense. Now, 
Curtis, you when I saw this, I was like, I gotta ask Curtis this. Okay, you spent more time in the eighties than I did. Yeah, I spent a full ten years. Were there uh, joke shops and gag stores aplenty? Yes, but they were like it was like magic and you, there were uh, like the one I remember. In Herman? I, yes, I remember going to magic shops and they had like jokes and gags and stuff too. Sweet. Um, and like magic tricks that you could buy. It's weird. It was weird. I spent most most of my youth in the '90s, and I don't re- I don't remember that. So it must have been kind of short lived. So uh, after they have a picnic, they they drive up to this. I mean, it's an old busted house. Yes, it's huge. Um, Just imagine a haunted house in New England, and that's the yes, house you're picturing. It's haunted house. The windows are open, and the the curtains are flapping out of them. There, yeah, and. Yeah, there's no glass. There, like, I mean, this house would cost like a million dollars to renovate. It's it's condemned. It's, it, it looks like a condemned building. Anyway, they pull up in the middle of the night. It's um, it's not raining, but it's like really windy and storming. It's lightning, but not raining. No, what? <laughs> what yeah, what is the name of the town? Lucifer Falls. Lucifer Falls. Yes. So Lucifer Falls. Um, you see the the realty sign in front says Lucifer Falls Realty. Um, and then below it, 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 there's like a hanging sign on it that says not really haunted. That's lit up. It is illuminated. It's illuminated by the fires of hell. Oh, that was magic. Um, yeah. I just really like the idea of like the puritanical Christians, because I know a lot about them because I watched Hocus Pocus recently. Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah. this, the puritanical Christians of the, that time period setting up. A town and calling it Lucifer Falls. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was set up by Puritans, um, of which Mr. Boogity was one. But so they pull up to this like rickety old house. Um, apparently, the dad has bought it sight unseen. Or maybe he's seen it because he doesn't seem bothered by it. But everybody. He's, he's excited by it. He's really excited to get in there and like make a go of it. But. Obviously, nobody else in the family wants to live here. I guess the boys are kind of excited, too, because the dad's excited. And they are little mini-me's of the dad. Yeah, these boys, they really want to impress their dad. And the mom's, like, trying. The daughter's, like, absolutely no way. Like, let's get back and go anywhere else. Yes. Um, So they get in the house. The lights don't work. There's no electricity. Um, And then they see a figure. And it's a guy who's like dressed like Dracula. He's got a huge collar on, a top hat, and it's John, it's John Aston. He's the real estate agent, yes. <laughs> just in their house. Um, the dad's not really bothered by it somehow, um, and he basically tells them to leave because this house is haunted and um, it's haunted by Mister Boogity. The Boogity Man's gonna get you. And uh, the dad thinks he's joking because the dad thinks everything's a joke. Because uh, the dad's a joke. He is a joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the guy's name is Mr. Witherspoon. So uh, out he leaves and then the family checks out the house. The boys go down to the basement. Like, they all have like candles, I guess. They're going around. Flashlights. There was a joke flashlight. There was a joke flashlight. You know, where- if I point out all the time there were gag items in this movie, you'd be here all day. 
Well, yeah, they have a truck full. I'm, I'm going to do it, though. Do it. Um, let's see. The so, daughter goes to her room. Daughter goes upstairs to her room. And she says, gosh, I bet nobody in this town has ever heard of Spring- Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Well, did she say Springsteen? She says Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Yes, Bruce Springsteen. And then she makes another reference that is not aged as well as Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what it is, though. Just, it's just so funny to think of Bruce Springsteen as being this, like, cool icon that rebels listen to when growing up that was like the music my dad liked my dad had that cassette yeah but in 86 he was like yeah he was the young the big houses rebel you and me uh so but she goes she sees a glowing light from this room at the end of the hall she goes and checks it out Oh, she hears the sneezing. She hears sneezing. The sneezing's important to the plot. It is. So she hears a blue, or she sees a blue light. She hears sneezing. She goes and checks it out. Um, the room is empty. Um, let's see. The boys go down to the basement. They see a little toy rocking chair. It's super creepy. Um, so, uh, the littlest boy, whose name is Ari. Ari Gold. Oh, Ari. Ari. They call him Ari. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's excited about the rocking chair because it's the same size as a little bear. Yeah, the little bear goes in. It's cute. Yeah. Um, and they leave, and then the rocking chair starts rocking by itself. And the bear disappeared. Somebody took his bear out of the chair. Yes. And the dad is just clearly missed his mark in the acting thing because he's standing in the shadow and not in the light. Like there's no way that was intentional. And the dad's like, it's getting late, get to bed. My bear's gone. The guy said, get to bed. Get to bed! Um, So then uh, they spend the night there somehow. They all sleep. Um, I guess they have bedding and mattresses and all that. Um, They move in in the middle of the night with no help. Um, But they wake up in the morning, they have breakfast. um, And there's a lot of gags here. Yes, a lot of gags. Can you name all the gags? Well, there's two main ones. There's the egg gag. They try to give the daughter some rubber eggs. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, oh, ah, yeah, of course, I'm better than this. Get this out of my face. And then he somehow, I mean, we've seen the egg detached from the plate. We did not see any holes in the egg or the plate. We saw multiple people pass around the plate. We did not see any hoses or pumps. But then later the dad squirts one of the boys in the face with water through the egg through the plate with some kind of I don't know how he did it. This is the greatest magic trick in the movie. This this was movie magic. It's a great gag. Yeah. Um, and the boys think it's just so funny. They yeah. think it's they think it's hilarious. Oh, they, they love their dad A couple so of nerds. Um, anyway, that night, Jennifer sees the glowing light and hears a sneezing again. She goes toward the glowing light at the end of the hall. She opens it, and then she's blasted with some kind of supernatural wind. She gets knocked unconscious. Um, but she saw Mr. Boogity. Yes. She said he was gross. The, the, the mom says you were clicking. Like, when she first wakes up, the mom was like, you were clicking your heels, saying there's no place like home. Yes. No place like home. Like, Yes. That was a detail. That's a detail. Um, and then... Um, so they go investigate the room. The dad finds these green footprints on the wall, and he peels them off, and he thinks they're, uh, they've been put there by uh, the realtor, who does not seem like a joker at all. But he thinks that they're a joke put there by him. Uh, he peels them off and like puts them on his face. 
he thinks they're awesome. He thinks he can sell them at the store. Thinks he can sell little sticker footprints at the store. Mr. Boogity walked all over me. Yeah, it's great. The thing that was just so scary, my daughter passed out. I want to make light of it. I want to invalidate her emotions, her trauma. So um, then the boys are in the kitchen by themselves. So this movie just like flies by. We're we're good. We're going to the next plot. Um, The boys are in the kitchen. They're playing around. And then uh, the toaster turns on by itself. Cabinets start flying around. Flying open and closed. Um, they don't know what to do, so they find their sister and they go to the Lucifer Falls Historical Society. Which, also, Mr. Witherspoon's there. Mr. Witherspoon is the head of the Historical Society. So he tells them, they tell him what's going on. And he's like, yeah, your house is haunted. Let me tell you a story. So he gets this great, big, huge pop-up book. With like a key to open it. With a key. It. And he opens it up and... It's like this pop-up book that has like, and he starts telling a story, and then it goes to like this, um, kind of like dreamy, like soft focus lens um, type of thing. With and it's got the sets are like pop-up book trees and houses, a lot of, and stuff. A lot of fog in the background, a lot of fog, and then but then there's like pilgrim Puritans walking around. Uh, so he tells them a story of Mister Boogity and. Um, What's the lady's name? His name was an original Mr. Boogie. No, his name it's was... Just what the kids called him because they were... William so- Hanover. William Hanover. So he was this mean guy in this town. And then um, there's the Widow Marion who he... Um, but yeah, he tells him, he tells him like how mean um, William Hanover was. He always used to scare the kids and it, that was like the only thing that gave him pleasure. But he really wanted to get with this Widow Marion. She was pretty, you know... Yeah, she was like the she was the hottest widow in town. There were a lot of widows. A lot in of town. widows in town. Um, the plague and whatnot. Um, but she had a, a little boy named Jonathan. Um, so uh, he tries to get with her, and she says, "No thanks, bro. You're gross, and you like to scare kids. And I have a kid." Um, so he. Um, Makes a deal with the devil. He's a and he's a terrible Puritan. What a what a wonderful devil costume this was. Yes, too. it was the classic devil costume. Classic, classic like, old Satan. He had like what satin shorts, satin, satin, red satin shorts, red satin shorts, and like a red tight shirt. Like yeah, a, like, yeah. And his face painted red. Red little, devil horns pointy, from the Halloween costume. Pointy beard, uh, red devil horns, a pointy tail. That uh, was a classic, classic devil. Now, he made the deal with the devil for a magic... For a cloak. Magic cloak. That would... Um, which granted him mystical powers. Uh, so he kidnapped the widow Marion's son, Jonathan. It seems like there's some extra steps in here. Just make the deal that she falls in love with you. Why do you gotta get this cloak in? Maybe he's like the genie from Aladdin. He can't make people fall in love. Uh, what? So he's like, "What else you got? Magic cloak that'll let you kidnap the Marion, the widow Marion's son, Jonathan." I don't know how it jumped from. I really want to marry Marion. Maybe that's just like he thought. I'll kidnap the kid, and then she'll marry me. Um, yeah, that's what he does. He gets the kidnaps the kid, and is like, "If you don't marry me today, I'm killing your child." Yeah, like that's healthy grounds for a good marriage. Uh, so he kidnapped the the son Jonathan, 
Um, he cast his first spell. So I guess the cloak was going to make him like a powerful sorcerer. Cast his first spell, blew up his own house, killing him and Jonathan, apparently. Yeah. Um, oh, well, and Marion. And, and Marion. So all three are there trapped as ghosts. And Marion can't get inside. Marion is trapped outside. He's trapped outside. Jonathan is trapped inside. And Mr. Boogity won't let um, let them see each other. Yeah, because he's a real S O you know what. He's a real he's a real Mr. Boogity. Yeah. Um. So let's see. The kids get back. They go back home after the after they talk with Mr. Witherspoon. Tell their parents. Um. And their parents blow it off because they're you know they just got some new gags. They oh got, yeah, they got the inventory. They got this uh, giant um, Jack in the Box thing that comes out of a trash can. It's a vacuum. Oh yeah, a vacuum. And then the vacuum shoots little uh, ping pong balls. Also, yes. Um, and it's not a good gag. It's not a good gag. Why does the thing that shoots ping pong balls also have a giant Jack in the Box in it? And as we will see later, it is still a functional vacuum cleaner. It is. It sucks. <laughs> um, and then they also got this um, life-size mummy doll. Yes, that's a good. That's a good one. Which I don't. I don't really and see then, that as a gag. It's I love like, this pun. This classic pun the dad throws in there. He's pretending like he's the mummy. He's puppeting the mummy. He goes, "Oh, I'm so sad because I miss my mummy." Yes. I'm like, bro, why are you talking in a Dracula voice? <laughs> because it's Egyptian. Dracula's from Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, the dad is obviously not the sharpest. Did, did you know tool in the shed? There's very that when they started discovering mummies back in the day, back in like the I don't know 1800s, started discovering them. The British people ate them like delicacies. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's really the, gross. There's like medicinal pop properties. Oh. That's gross. To flesh that had rotted for thousands of years? I don't think that would have medicinal properties. I think that would have, like, disease diseases, maybe. Yeah? I think it would taste really bad. I think it tastes like a mushroom. <laughs> maybe. I like mushrooms. Tastes like dirt. Tastes like the earth. Mm. Um, Big fan of mushrooms. So, um, that's when paranormal activity really gets going. It really gets hyped up in the house. And this is like almost the end of the movie already. Oh, <laughs> um, so the mummy gets up and starts dancing around. Um, the harpsichord that they for some reason have in their house. The house came semi-pre-furnished. Who has a harpsichord? And why does? how does Mr. Boogie know how to play the harpsichord? Well, he's a Puritan. Pirate. Okay. <laughs> pirate, pirate. I always associate harpsichords with pirates. I think because of a DuckTales episode that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> DuckTales. Um, so, let's see. Um, the lights flicker. Mummy comes to life. Um, and then the mom's like, that's it. Let's let's move. And the dad's like, no, no, wait. Oh, what's up? On the dialogue. I think the dad is just, he's out of money and he has nowhere else to go. Yeah, he, he invested on, in all the squirty eggs. Uh, so he's he, a, he doesn't have liquid yeah. assets. He, he has squirty egg assets. He convinces the family to stay the night. They all stay 
by the fireplace in the living room. In their sleeping bags. In their sleeping bags. Um, and he decides to tell them a scary story. Yes. Um, like Gr- an idiot. This guy is great at reading the room. <laughs> He's such an idiot. Um, let's see. So, um, and then Eloise, the mom, gets up in the middle of the night and makes a gigantic sandwich. <laughs> she got a whole bell pepper. Yeah. Like, just makes a full Dagwood sandwich. They never even show her make the sandwich. She just puts all the ingredients on a plate, takes a bite out of the hoagie, the uncut full hoagie yeah. bun. I'm like, I don't know. If she's, I, got a whole, she's got multiple slices of cheese, probably about a pound and a half of, I don't know what that was, turkey, and yeah, a, it's whole, a, bell, and a whole bell pepper. It's a ridiculous sandwich. Who's, who's putting bell pepper on their sandwiches at 2 a.m.? In the middle of the night. Like, oh. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was meant to be funny. I don't put bell pepper on my sandwich when I'm, you know, awake. No, not a full, not a whole one. Um, so, but she sees a, she sees a light outside. She goes, it's the widow Marion ghost. Mm -hmm. And she talks to her she said, and she feels really bad that she can't see her boy, Jonathan. Yeah. And basically this big, big plot advancement here is that they got to kill Mr. Boogity so that she can be reunited with her son. They've been apart for 300 years. Well, they don't have to kill. They have to make him leave. Yeah. Um, so well, you're not going to reason with Mr. Boogity. You're going to have to kill him. So the family, she tells the family this. They decide we're going to do it. We're going to get rid of Mr. Boogity. We're going to help the widow Marion. Um, so they arm themselves with uh, just weird stuff around a, the house. A giant fly swatter. Giant fly swatter. A, uh, looked like a Thor's hammer. Um, like a hammer. Toy hammer. Mm-hmm. A baseball bat. A, a, a giant baseball bat. Yes, giant baseball bat, which would be helpful. Um, and some other stuff, um, like spray, some kind of like hairspray or something, I think the mom has. Anyway, they go upstairs. For some reason, um, the littlest son hears a noise and decides, I'm going to go in this haunted house and investigate this noise in the basement by myself. Yes. Oh, you always want to split the party. I thought they could have done a better job of giving a reason for the splitting up. Other than this boy who would be terrified um, just going off by himself because he heard a noise. This boy who has thus far exhibited nothing but cowardice. Um, And then his brother notices that he's gone and he also just splits off and doesn't say anything. I'm going to go find my brother. He doesn't say, hey guys, hey guys. Ari's gone. And then, and then he finds clues that Ari is in trouble. He finds like Ari has dropped his toy thing and Ari's dropped his hand, helmet. And he's not like, hey guys, I think Ari. Yeah, he's not like, I'm going to go get dad. He's like, it's like, you know who's great at saving five year olds? Seven year olds. Six year olds. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, these boys are as dumb as their dad. Yeah, man, uh, that's a low bar. Uh, let's see. So, um,. So the the three oldest also are terrible people because they don't realize that their two youngest kids are gone. They see the green light glowing at the end of the hallway. They go. It's just a green light bulb. They've been had by Mr. Boogity, who has a green light bulb. Um, looks like uh, Carlton, who is the dad, isn't the only one who has jokes. Boogity. Oh, Mr. Boogie's got jokes. He's got jokes. Um, anyway, uh, Corwin, who is the older brother, 
Um, the less dumb brother, maybe slightly, finds Ari struggling and fighting with the ghost Jonathan over his teddy bear because Jonathan has been playing with his teddy bear. Jonathan is also a force ghost. He's a force ghost. Yes, he <laughs> appears. He has the blue halo around him. Uh, he, he, looks, he looks like Anakin Skywalker. He looks just like um, Obi Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker, um, who has been played by multiple actors as a ghost. Um, yeah, they're, fight, they're fighting they're over fighting, the bear. They're fighting over the bear. And then the older brother's like, "Hey, this is a ghost. Let him have your bear. He's, he's like, stuck here." He's like, "Do you know who this is? It's Jonathan." Like. Ari didn't realize that the ghost that he's fighting with is the ghost that they've been talking about the entire time. Yeah. Ari's not that bright. Um, anyway, Jonathan's really cute. Cute little boy. He's got a little lisp. Kind of like, he was kind of cute the same way, um, what's his face, the Anakin Skywalker from episode one. He kind of had vibes like yeah, that. Yeah, except he was a way better actor than that kid. Oh, yeah. He, he, um, competent's a strong word, but close. I didn't say he was competent. I said he was a way better actor than the <laughs> yeah. kid who played Anakin. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, Jonathan just said, I was lonely. I wanted a friend. So I I took your bear. I'm sorry. Yeah, and he shares the bear with him, lets him hold on to the bear. But he's like, don't sneeze on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jonathan sneezes. Uh, that, uh, that was an important plot point. Uh, the, was, the sneezing that, that Jennifer heard was Jonathan because he has yeah. a cold. Yes, it was part of the uh, flashback Yeah, that he was on his way to the doctor when Mr. Boogity kidnapped him. Which Jonathan was, I mean, let's face it, he was going to die. Mm-hmm. Cholera. You don't, get a, you don't get a cold and live in Puritan times. No. Um, let's see. Uh, so, let's see. Um, Jonathan tells him, hey, you guys better get ready. Mr. Boogity's coming. Um, so they all gather in the family room. Now, if you guys are listening and you're wondering how much longer could this possibly go on, we are now in the final scene. This is the final scene. Yeah. Um, we're at minute 40 yeah. out of 45 here. Um, so Mr. Boogity comes. This is the first time you see Mr. Boogity. Um, the Mr. Boogity makeup is pretty gross. It's very gross. It's very gross. It's all practical, no CGI. It's very, very porous. Very yeah, he slimy. Looks, yeah, he's slimy. He's got boily craters and boils all over his face. Um, he green. He's a green force ghost. Um, he's like floating. He's got his Satan cloak on. He's got that Satan cloak. Yeah. Um, and he's not really doing much. He's just going boogity boogity boo. And, like, making their gags come alive. Uh, so he's not super dangerous. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that he's, like... He's trying to kill them, but he's not doing a very good job of it. He's, uh, he can't move very his, much. Yeah. His he's in- just kind of stationary in one place. Um, like, yeah, he grabs one of them, one of the boys. Does he? No, he, like, electrocutes he- the dad... The, oh, he makes the wife and the mom's hair stand up on end. Not the wife and the mom. The, yeah. The, that's the same person. The mom and the daughter hair stand up like they got electrified and they're standing there with shocked looks on their face while the dad is just standing there behind them calmly trying to talk to Mr. Boogity. Yes. And like they have clearly just, like, I don't know. It was a, it was a tone deaf, weird bull scene. And then the bo- the oldest boy tries to sneak up behind Mr. Boogity with a fire poker or like one of those fire yeah, shovels. A fire shovel. And it 
he and Mr. Boogity causes it to blow up like a balloon, and he can't let go of it, and it like keeps raising him up in the air. Uh, so he's stuck at in at like the ceiling, I guess. Uh, and then yeah. the dad tries to get a ladder and save him. Uh, and then the Mr. Boogity makes him just go up and down the ladder, the bottom rung of the ladder. I think he electrocuted him. Well, he was he was doing this. Like oh he was, yeah, he was like stuck in a cycle or something. Cycle. Yeah, he was like stepping up and down the bottom rung over and over. Yeah, so it was, it was just weird stuff like that. This is, Mr. Boogity was kind of just like playing. Little I mean, this tricks is very, this is being very PG here. It'd be very PG. Yeah, he could have slaughtered them at any time with his devil cloak. Yeah, he was building up to it when Corwin he could the have disemboweled boy, all of them through their mouths. Yeah, he was about to. Yeah. Then Corwin starts shooting him with ping pong balls from the gag vacuum cleaner. Because uh, Corwin, effective. Corwin's a little idiot. Um, yeah. And he, um, let's see, Mister Boogity causes the vacuum cleaner to turn on. S- turn on, so it's suctioning, mm-hmm. um, and it starts chasing Corwin around. And Corwin is uh, running away from it like it's a scary thing. It sucked up a red T-shirt that he had off on the ground. Like it's not going to do anything to him. But anyway, he um, he runs and hides behind Mister Boogity's cloak. Mister Boogity's cloak gets sucked up by the vacuum cleaner and it takes his power. Um, he's got a like a page boy Puritan haircut wig. <laughs> yeah, That's pretty yeah. funny. Um, and he um, he also gets sucked into the vacuum cleaner. Well, we don't know that at first. Doesn't he like... Oh, no. He just like kind of disappears. Disappears. That's the little stinger at the end. Yeah. Um, so they're like, oh, hey, we did it. And then the Widow Mary and Jonathan appear as force ghosts. And they hug. They hug. And then they say thank you. And then they disappear. And then... And they said, we're actually more interesting than all of you. Our story was actually one worth telling. Don't know why you're in this movie. Gone. And, they, and then they floated off to heaven. Um... So then, um, uh, that's that's the end, you think? And then um, the thing, uh, the the Jack in the Box pops out of the vacuum cleaner, and it said, and it, let's see, what was the line that they say? The dad's like, "Oh, I'm glad all that's over." Yeah, I'm glad all that's over. And then uh, the thing says, "Want a bet?" <laughs> like a Puritan would say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then the cardboard clown jacked in the box winks. And it, it <laughs> winks in stop a motion r- animation. really bad car. Yeah, like it looks like the Rudolph mm-hmm. cartoon. Um, <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. The end. I was like, there are like five scenes in this movie. I enjoyed all of them. I love this movie, Sean. Uh, I give it eight and a half boogities. Out of? Ten. Oh, geez. Well, I really, um, so yeah, what, um, I'm gonna, I'm I felt, gonna... I felt like the kid actors were pretty good. The kid actors were pretty good. They really were. I felt um, all the acting was pretty good. It was, I mean, the characters were the, ridiculous. The, the teen daughter didn't fall into any of the, um, negative, annoying teen daughter tropes we see in other movies of this era. No, she wasn't screaming and running off or, like... Wasn't throwing a fit, wasn't acting irrationally. She was annoyed with her father, but who wouldn't be? He was an idiot. Um, She didn't want to live in Lucifer Falls. Good good (laughs) on you, neither did I. Um, I like that they had nothing to do with their school. 
Nope, they didn't. I mean, they were only there for like what one, two nights, two nights. Yeah, I guess this, this happened on the second night. Yeah, um, I liked the flashback scene. You know, I'll give it eight and a half boogities, but you know, we got our new scale too. We got the I'll watch it again. I will maybe watch, I will actively watch it again. I will maybe watch it again. I really don't want to watch it again. I will actively avoid it. Do we have, um, I will watch it with my kids? Yes, actively. I will actively okay. watch it again. I will actively try to get my girls to watch this movie. Right. I'm going to actively avoid this movie. What? Yeah, I think my kids have or, are already... They're a little too old for it, maybe? Well, my dear sweet buddy boy, my, my sweet innocent child, Max... Doesn't like the scaries? He's going to be too scared of it. And Maddie is going to think it's dumb. So Maddie's too she, jaded. She'd be real. She'd be wrong about that. Matt, Maddie's Maddie's a little jaded, and Max is too easily scared. And also, like Ghostbusters exists. So uh, now there's some adult things Ooh, in Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghost, Ghostbusters is a full two hours too. Yeah. Well, probably not. It's probably like an hour and a half. But I love Ghostbusters. This is half of that. Hoc- I just took Maddie to see Hocus Pocus in the theater. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Did she like it? Oh, she loved it. Yeah, she'd seen it before. She was excited to go see it in the theater. It was great. We were the only people. There were two more people in the theater, and there was a guy who had um, uh, a lot of opinions on all the trailers before the trailers and was not talking in a quiet voice. Oh, wow. I love the trailers of movies. I love it. He ruined it for me because he was talking all about the last trailer during the next trailer, and I was just like, "Shh, bro, I'm trying to learn about Trolls Three. I don't. <laughs> is there Trolls Three? Oh, it's coming out. Yeah. Is it Trolls Three D? It's Trolls. Um, get the get the band back together. Turns out, baby Bran- Branch was in a when he was a baby, a little tiny baby, was in a boy band uh, with his brothers. Is it gonna have the guys from Insync? Yeah. It? Yeah, and they get and there's like a new NSYNC song on the soundtrack and stuff. Wow! And then it turns out Poppy's got a long lost sister. Hmm. So, um, I mean, I'm very excited about Trolls Three. Uh, uh, yeah. Hey, we talked a lot about cloaks today. Yeah, we did. I got a cloak coming. What kind of cloak? It's a red cloak. It's a red, red wizard's cloak. What is it for Halloween or for is Halloween. it just for everyday use? A little bit of both. <laughs> nice. I'm sure you'll see it Tuesday. Awesome. What are you going to dress up as for Halloween? Um, I am going to be Mr. Jack Torrance from The Shining. Oh, that'll be good. Your hair is kind of getting to a good point for yeah, that. So I've got the right length hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got the full outfit. And um, it's just like clothes. So I can just wear them. After. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wear them in different combinations. It doesn't look like him. Doesn't he have like a blue down vest? No, he's got like a, it's like a maroon corduroy jacket. Oh, uh, okay. It's his outfit when he tries to kill everybody. Oh, uh, all right. Good. Yeah. That'll look good on you. I got an axe. Ooh. Then d- hammer's hardware? No, it's a foam axe. I'm uh, not going to carry around a real axe. I got a real wizard's coat. That's awesome. Is it? Um, did you have to make a deal with the Puritan devil? No, no, no. It was a it was a it was a low level minor devil. That's good. 
Yeah. Uh, I had it made the, the the devil's name was Bezos. Oh. Bezos does sound like a demon name. It's very close to Beelzebub. Yeah, it's like Beelzebub's like baby brother. Like yeah. he's got a younger brother, but then like the one after that is Bezos. Yes. I, I mean, the cloak was pretty reasonably priced. It was like 30 bucks. But I do have to give him $15 a month for the rest of my life. Oh. So. Yeah, well, I want that free shipping. Yeah. Oh, man. That cloak should be home when I get home. Awesome. Yeah. Um, well, hey, remember that game that I was going to say about? You want to close this out with that game? Do we got enough time? Yeah. Let's, let's play a game. Okay. So this is the game we're going to start closing the podcast out with. First, we have to ask you to go review the podcast on oh, Apple. that's right. I forgot. We're asking for reviews now. We're begging. I'm begging. We're going to play an exciting game. First, you have to listen to us plead with you. One review equals one prayer. And we need all the prayers we can get. Yeah. Also, if you don't review us, uh, Mr. Boogity is going to get you. Yeah. So there you go. Now you should be motivated. You can you can give us five stars on... Um, Spotify? Yeah, but I know... I, I look at the stats. Everybody just uses iTunes. So just... And if you don't use iTunes, please go to iTunes anyway. And just leave a review so we can be famous. Yeah, that's our that's our goal here. That's that's all we're asking. Make us famous. Yeah. we Like I said before, we only need 30,000 more of you to listen. And tell your friends. And then, yes. And then, so... We're we're about thirty thousand shy of that goal right now. Like if you round it, so yeah, yeah. If we round up to the nearest thirty thousand, <laughs> we're there. But if we round down, yes. we're not even close. Yeah. All right. So here's how the game works. This is how we close this podcast. We got to both say a word. Okay. That sums up the essence of the movie. Okay. Um, and, and then we're gonna and then we're gonna say different words on that probably, and then we try to say we just keep saying words at the same time until we say the same word. So we're gonna say like you know maybe I'll say pots and Chris says pans and then we both then I say kitchen and Chris says cooking and then I and then we both say. Like, I don't know, dining, and then we win. Can we repeat words? Or do you have to say a different word? New word every time. Okay, ready? So, you got a word? Got one. One, two, three. Goofy. One, two, three. Gasper. No, no, you don't have to sum up the movie every time. It's what those, those last two words had in common. Wait, what? Yeah, so it's not... It's not... What the last two words had. Okay, let's let's start over. Okay. One, two, three. Goofy. <laughs> One, two, three. Casper. Mickey Mouse. Okay. One, two, three. Cartoons. Two, uh, yeah. I'm not good enough to... I'm, I'm, I gotta learn this game. <laughs> All right. I think I think we both said cartoons though. Sure. Alright. I thought it. <laughs> we'll get the hang of this. This is the first time. Alright, well thank you everybody for listening. Chris, do you want to take us out on famous catchphrase? Yeah. Uh Saturday morning dads. It's part of this spooky breakfast. 
Oh. Oh.